0: Welcome back again, MLB.com Extras, the Pittsburgh Pirates edition. I'm Dave Raymond, along with Tom Singer. And Tom, it's a it's a Monday as you and I sit here and chat this week with uh, Tuesday, the beginning of a compelling series for the Pirates on the road in St. Louis. Um, I, you know, what are you what are your thoughts going into this series? We know it's a huge one, but. But how critical is it, and what do the Pirates have to accomplish
1: this week? Well, I think they're downplaying the fact that it's a huge series, because even after this one, they'll have uh, nine games left with, uh, well, not uh, including this one. They have ten games left with St. Louis. So it's not like a make-or-break time. But I think they do need to show up and play well and win in Busch Stadium. Uh, they're 5-17 and 17 in Bush Stadium since the start of the 2013 season. And even though they've overall played the Cardinals even, uh, they have to uh, show that they can handle uh, the, the Cardinals on the road, which they have not been able to. And as you know, in 2013, it came down to a postseason series where they had to uh, win in St. Louis and couldn't do it. So I think more than how it affects the standings, I think for their own confidence, but when they do have to go back to St. Louis, possibly in the postseason situation, they have to prove to themselves that they can play well and prevail in Busch Stadium. I think that's the key for this series.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you. I, I I think there are going to be some mathematical issues to this thing, too, right? I think you've got to win a couple um, because you just don't want to lose any ground. As great as the Pirates have played, and nobody has played better since early May, nobody, uh, they just, you know,
1: It's hard to gain ground on the Cardinals these days. Yeah, well, once again, it goes back to that one series they have had so far in St. Louis. They lost three one-run games in walk-off fashion. Uh, If you reverse the results of just those three games, these two teams are tied for the division lead. So you can see how big those games were. And, yes, absolutely, even if you only win one of the three, you leave St. Louis seven games behind with three fewer games left to play so the calendar becomes definitely a factor. So absolutely, uh, even though they, they won't come out and say it uh, out loud, uh, I don't think anything less than two out of three would, would, would you know, make them feel good.
0: I, you know, I don't know how good any of us are at handicapping schedules either, Tom, but I, I look at the Cardinals schedule, and they, they have some challenges coming up. I You know, looking, looking at the Pirates schedule, man, you've got to go – out to New York, and the Mets have been uh, one of the great stories this year. Then home, and you, you get the Giants for four, the Diamondbacks who have been a bit of a surprise. I mean, this, the schedule in the near term may be as big a challenge for the Pirates, too, although I, I do see some clearing out there maybe a couple of weeks out, a lot of Brewers and Reds and Rockies. So uh, I don't know. I, sometimes it's just too hard, I think, to, to kind of handicap that outcoming schedule.
1: It is. I, I did see a uh, ranking of the uh, remaining schedules for contenders a few days ago. I don't remember the specifics, but the Pirates uh, were uh, calculated to have a tougher uh, schedule the last uh, seven weeks than the Cardinals. Uh, I think that was based on both on the uh, total winning percentage of their opponents, which was higher than St. Louis's, and St. Louis has more home games remaining. So, uh, And, of course, St. Louis has been awfully tough at home, not just for the Pirates, but for anybody. <clears throat> So, I, you know, I think, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, when you get down to the mathematical side of it, like you said, if you do anything, let them take two out of three. Uh, certain websites, Fangraphs likes to calculate the, the, your percentage of probability that you'll win the division. If the Pirates do not take two out of three in St. Louis, I think that percentage will go way down.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Those are going to be some pretty critical days.
1: Uh, you, by the way, you're
0: clairvoyant, Uh And and we'd have to go – it'd be cool if we could pull old podcasts out and and take out sound bites. You've talked on numerous occasions about how great the the pitching has been and how it has carried this team, but that at some point, ultimately, you know that pitching cannot sustain that incredibly high level of success. And the offense is going to have to swoop in at some point and pick them up Uh, if this team is going to continue to – play well and down the stretch, man alive. Um, You and I need to go to Vegas because you you seem to have called that one perfectly. The the pitching is not as stout as it
1: was, but, boy, that offense seems to have come alive. Yeah, you know, that sweep uh, by the Dodgers completed a stretch of four games in which four straight games, but one at home, while giving up more than four runs in each game, and they haven't done that in at least 45 years going back to fourth Field. I kind of researched it, but I kind of stopped at 1969 when when they were still in force Field, and it hadn't happened all that time. So you know, in the short term, it's exciting, it's kind of nice, it kind of balances things out. But it's not the kind of uh, winning formula you can sustain, you know, over the long haul. So uh, the the rotation, the bullpen has been doing its job. Don't get me wrong; it's many their Uh Cole, Lariano have been pretty dependable. Burnett obviously is injured. And in the four and five spots, Locke and Morton have been very, uh, you know, iffy. I think they have to get that straightened out to have a solid s- stretch run. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. But, you know, uh, offense can win you games, but offense is more prone to slumping than defense or pitching. So in the longer run, you know, I don't think they can sustain that. They'll they'll have to get back to uh, getting quality starts out of, out of rotation. Yeah. Any any, any substantial updates on
0: A.J. Burnett and his situation?
1: Well, all in the sense that he's he's actually started to play some light catch, but, uh, you know, that's uh, light. years removed from uh, throwing hard and, of course, throwing off the mound. Uh, He remains hopeful that, uh, you know, he can come back in September and, uh, you know, we all do wish him well, but uh, it's a Hurdle he has to overcome that uh, strained forearm. Uh, you know, he made a reference to uh, Jason who had the same injury when he was closing for the Pirates in 2013, and I looked it up. Uh, from the time of the injury to when Grilly made his return appearance, is a span of like 41 days, I believe, uh, assuming. Uh, and that was considered a pretty quick return, assuming that uh, Burnett can maintain the same schedule. You know, they'll get him back to the Pirates the first week in September, but he will not have had the benefit of any rehab starts. So uh, we'll just have to see where it goes. But he's actually playing some uh, light catch, and you know, his arm hasn't fallen off, so that's good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, well said. Um, uh, so then, in terms of pitching help, you know, Vance Worley designated for assignment uh, right around the, the trade deadline. I guess when. Uh, it must have been with the acquisition of Blanton uh, from the Royals. What uh, have he made a decision yet? That 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 uh, time has got to be coming now, where he has to decide whether or not to accept the assignment or or
1: uh, or declare a free agency. Right. Well, you know, as we speak, he still has the rest of today to to make that decision. By the time uh, you know Buck Nation hears this podcast, he will have made that decision. I would expect him to accept the assignment from the simple reason that uh, he be uh, convinced that uh, the Pirates would get him back and uh, plug him back into that rotation. Um, You you know, you have to get over your hard feelings. He didn't feel good about being designated, obviously. He was pitching well, even after he was sent to the bullpen he was producing. So he may may definitely resent the way he was uh, treated, but he also recognizes that uh, some business aspects of this sport, which you may not like, but uh, you have to accept, and if he'll just kind of turn the other cheek, so to speak, I think he'll he'll accept his assignments, and the Pirates will be glad about that because he can, you know, they can plug him right back in. I would, I'm looking forward to that happening. He's a very good, competitive pitcher.
0: What about uh, last thing for you, Tom? This week, you know, now that we're you know a little removed from the trade deadline, we're still seeing some teams, um, you know, making the occasional smaller move in the margins here and there. Uh, what was the reaction in Pittsburgh to Pittsburgh's, uh, you know, activity around around the trade deadline? And, and to that, end, do you see there being much more between now and the
1: end of the season? Well, I would think. Uh, I actually think you know what Worley decides may uh, impact that. If Worley uh, uh, declines this assignment thereby becoming a free agent, uh, well, first of all, the Pirates could still resign as a free agent. Although I don't see that happening. Uh, if he declines the assignment, I would think a uh, premium uh, veteran pitcher would be somebody that Neil Huntington definitely needs, keeps his eye open for. Obviously, they picked up Jay Happ directly as a result of Burnett's injury. Happs had one start, and it was so convincing that the next time his turn would have come up to pass, decided to skip it. So there's not a whole lot of confidence in, in a veteran a left-hander. Uh, they do definitely need a, uh, a uh, reliable starting pitcher. And if Worley is out of the equation, I would think that's something that, uh, you know, Huntington will keep his eyes open for. As far as the uh, other moves, uh, kind of lukewarm reaction. I mean, there's a lot of activity for Neil Huntington at the trade that when like, made five moves, which is uh, compared to none at all the last two years. Um, you know, Mike, well, Michael Morse uh, packs a lot of power, Good uh, bad off the bench. Aramis Ramirez, obviously the first guy that, that came back, um, is uh, starting to get on track, is a good veteran, there, stabilizing presence in the clubhouse. And the two relievers he picked up, uh, Joe Blanton and Joaquin Soria, have been terrific. So, I mean, those moves absolutely solidified the bullpen, which, as we've said, given the difficulties the rotation has had, have been huge moves. I mean, each has picked up a win already, and uh, they've they picked some real, real important high-leverage innings. So, you know, overall, I'll give it a B plus, you know, Huntington's moves. Uh, he didn't, he was not able to, uh, uh, improve first base, something that definitely had his eyes open for. Uh, and of course, the, uh, because it became a matter of emergency, he basically picked up the one starting pitcher that, uh, was available at the last minute hat. But other than that, uh, you know, he graded out real well, I think. Yeah. Yeah, well. Set up for that, that stretch
0: run, but it all begins tomorrow, Tuesday night in St. Louis. What a series. Uh, get your rest tonight, Tom. It, it's going to be a wild week, and I uh, can't wait to hear about it when we hook up again next week. Look forward to it, Dave. Okay, there he goes. That's Tom Singer, MLB.com Extras, the Pittsburgh Pirates Edition.